Howdy ho, fellow sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriating the Culture. If you're not already on some Orwellian list, you soon will be if you watch any further, because over the next few weeks, we're going to be tackling hot topics. Hot topics! In dishonor of Pride Month, our hot topic hot button today topic. will center on the advancement of the alphabetical dystopia. Parental warning, some material that's made for kids may not be suitable for kids. So don your happy apparel, wave your Christian flag, and join me on the streets of Sodom in celebration of humility. I'm Pastor Shane. I'll be your parade leader today as we appropriate some culture. The month of June used to be celebrated and recognized nationwide as the month of my birth. But you may have noticed that in these modern days, that's largely been supplanted by the LGBTQ movement. On the first day of June, my computer popped up a reminder on my calendar that it was the first day of LGBTQ Pride Month. I didn't set that particular reminder, but because my calendar incorporates Google's Holidays in the United States events, it showed up anyway. Of course, it's not entirely clear why holidays in the United States calendar reminders would include Pride Month, since Pride Month is not, in fact, a holiday in the United States. But let's not let facts or reason damper the celebration. Pride Month is all the rage. Nearly everywhere you look in the month of June is adorned with a co-opted rainbow symbol, and nearly every corporation and company goes out of their way to express their support. From... Absolute, to Adidas, to American Eagle, to Apple, to Banana Republic, to Bath and Body Works, to Bobos, to Bombos, to Bubbly, to Bud Light, to Calvin Klein, to Chipotle, to Converse, to Disney, of course, to Dr. Martens, to Fossil, to Gap, to Harry's Razors, to Ikea, to Joanne, to Lego, to Levi's, to Listerine, to MAC Cosmetics, to Macy's, to MeUndies, to Nike, to Nordstrom, to Olay, to Penguin, to PetSmart, to Pop Sockets, to Ralph Lauren, to Reebok, to Rosetta Stone, to Skittles, to Smirnoff, to Starbucks, to T-Mobile, to Target, to Tom's, to Ugg, to Under Armour, to Vans, every shoe ever made, to Verizon, to Vistaprint, to Zini, to 1-800-Flowers. The notion that the LGBTQ movement is an expression of an oppressed minority is simply idiotic. As a group, it might be minor in terms of actual population, but as an ideology, it is predominant and overwhelming. It is supported and promoted by all major institutions of our culture, including all of corporate America, big tech, Hollywood, academia, and government. It is the culture. Corporations are usually risk-adverse and want to avoid scandals or anything that could harm or compromise their bottom line. And so the only reason these companies lean into the Pride Month is because they know they're mainstream. And this is really apparent because they don't advocate in places like, you know, Muslim nations. Proud, not brave. The fact is, if you're on the side of Absolute, Adidas, Apple, Banana Republic, Bud Light, Calvin Klein, Chipotle, Converse, Disney, Ikea, Lego, Levi's, Macy, Nike, Olay, Reebok, Smirnoff, Starbucks, Target, and Verizon, you're not the counterculture. You are the culture. And that cultural dominance has led to increasingly brazen and ever-expanding advocacy. The U.S. Embassy to the Holy See displayed a pride flag. That's the embassy to the Vatican. Kellogg's introduced their new pride cereal that invites children to fill out their own pronouns. And as your little tykes chomp down on those extra fruity loops, he, she, they, them, ye, ze, we can turn on Nick Jr. for some blues clues and infotainment. Time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family 
has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Families marching two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. Families marching two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. This family has two daddies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Come on, friends. Well, that was... Oh, there's more. Hurrah, hurrah. Trans members of this family all love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Come join the fun. Families marching six by six. Hurrah, hurrah. 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 Families marching six by six. Hurrah, hurrah. 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 Ace, by and pan grown-ups you see can love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in. The big parade, oh yeah! Well, that was worse than Watergate. Nothing? Come on. The extent of the cultural and moral decay of Blue's Clues might leave you feeling blue. Which is why Appropriating the Culture is sponsored today by Ibram X. Kendi's Antidepressants. It's not enough to be against depression. You have to actively hate all other drugs. Ibram X. Kendi's Antidepressants. Buy them, or you're a racist. Alrighty, so, the state of our culture might make you disheartened, but it shouldn't come as a surprise. This has been the state of humanity since the fall of mankind. It says in Romans, Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. There's nothing new under the sun. Even pride in our own sin isn't new. Jeremiah, are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. And as hard as it may be to witness what is happening in our culture, in some ways I think it has been helpfully clarifying. I start off each of these episodes by calling us sojourners, because that's what Christians are. We're aliens and strangers in the world, as Peter tells us. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. For too long, Christians have been too comfortable and cozy with America as their home. But America is not your home. It never was. We are aliens. We are strangers in a hostile world. This is enemy territory, and we better start living our lives like it is. But a question I've repeatedly gotten is, what can we as Christians do about it? People look around, they see what's going on in our culture, and they wonder, what can we actually do about it? It can be better. So let me lay out a couple of suggestions. Number one, don't give in to anger. These are a fallen and broken people who don't know Christ, who have not yet been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So remember the words of the Apostle Paul in Timothy. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. All of us are sinners. All of us are the worst, especially Tom Brady. And keeping that in mind will incline us to gratitude rather than anger. We are happy warriors. As Christians, we can have joy even in the apocalypse because God is good, God is sovereign, justice will be done, and the truth will win out in the end. Number two, pray. 
We can pray for revival, we can pray for repentance, and we can pray for the Spirit of God to transform people. Number three, we can engage in the culture, particularly the arts. Using the same tools that harden the soil against the gospel, we can use to make the people more receptive to it. You may not be artistically inclined, but as we move forward through the course, I'm going to provide easy, tangible ways for anybody to join with producing countercultural media. Number four, vote with your pocketbook. If you don't like the ideologies that these companies are promoting, don't spend your money with them. That can be hard because this is so ubiquitous, but do some research, find some alternatives. Number five, have a lot of children and raise them right. That might seem like an odd one, but it's actually a strategy that's being employed by Muslims in the UK that's been pretty effective. See, secularists have a pension for being selfish and self-absorbed due to a sort of perpetual adolescence or arrested development. They view children as an unnecessary burden that cramps their style. So they either don't have them at all, or if they do get around to it, it's later in life and they'll have fewer of them. If we raise our children well, over generations they'll come to dominate the culture just by the numbers. Number six, think locally. This can be overwhelming when we're only looking at the big picture. We can't do everything ourselves, and we're not called to do everything ourselves. So be sure to focus your time, energy, and attention on your reach of influence. Well, we'll stop there today. Hit me up on the social media and tell me what you're doing to make our culture more receptive to the gospel. And I'll see you back here next week for Appropriating the Culture. (laughs) 